Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome back to the Agent Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. We've got a guest on, the only guest in a while that I haven't had to ask how to pronounce their name, so hopefully <laughs> I don't screw it up. Lisa Ritter, did yes. I get that right? Yep, absolutely. All right, one of the easier ones. She's out of Omaha, Nebraska. And Lisa, like I mentioned, you know, the whole purpose of this show is to encourage agents to invest in real estate. Yeah. We know that agents don't have any sort of retirement plan that's right. given to them by their brokerage. We know that they come across deals all the time just by being agents. But I'd like to focus on your story. Can you talk a little bit about like how and when you got started in real estate? Yeah, I got started in real estate 21 years ago. And um, I actually, I used to have a corporate job starting from the time I was a teenager. I was very, very lucky. Uh, took my first business trip at 19 and I was actually burnt out on the corporate world by 25. <laughs> babysat kids for a few years, which wasn't my gig either. And then decided I was going to go into real estate. And I found my love, my passion, my lifelong career. So yeah. when did you, when did you know, like, like at, from all that time, what kind of sparked the interest in real estate? Um, we had owned and lived in a lot of homes. My husband and I got married very, very young, practically babies, 20 years old. And wow. bought our first home at 21 and moved literally every year or two. We would fix up homes and then move and gain equity every time. And it was awesome. I mean, so that kind of started the inspiration of, man, I just love real estate. Real estate is cool. Yeah. And um, then we did a relocation for my husband's corporate job and it was hell. And I was like, man, if I could just be a little bit nice, I'll be a great real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how my career came about. Yeah, it's funny. Um, the last guest I had on last week said the same thing. They were like, um, I bought a house through somebody and I was like, whoa, like I know I can be better than that person. Yeah. That's, uh, it's unfortunate that you hear that so often, but it's it, it can sometimes be the truth. So so at that point, you had already basically, you know, flipped a bunch of homes. Yes. Yeah. And and um you knew that you wanted to get started. So when you when you did get started, were you thinking like, I'm getting into real estate because I want to be an agent or investor, or were you already thinking both at 25? Investor was not even like in my head um, at that point, which it should have been because we were doing so well with our housing. Um, I just wanted to be a successful agent. Okay. And luckily I was, I, I won rookie of the year, the first year that I went into it. Um, and that was while still babysitting and trying to make the transition. So I was pretty proud of that. Um, and I just, I kept doing well and kept increasing my business. And about three or four years in, we did our first investment property. And man, it was awful. <laughs> I just want to say that because like, you know, you're not, you can't always bet a, bet a thousand. Nope. And sometimes you have to fail before you succeed. And, and uh, that's a message I really hope people hear. So we bought a triplex in an affordable area of town. You can ascertain from that what you want. <laughs> yep. We ended up doing a lot of evictions, um, which was so emotionally hard on me because I like to think of myself as a reasonably kind and generous soul most of the time. But like 
we counted on these people paying their bills and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And it was college students primarily. Um, we got out of that after a year, broke even. It's like, okay, fine. And I just, unfortunately, I lost interest for so long and I'm just kicking myself, like literally kicking myself. Uh, my husband and I, I don't know if he's going to love this, but we're both about to turn a half a century. <laughs> and by that time, you really know better. And it's like, you've missed a lot of years of investing. But when we saw that half a century coming around and we're like, dang, 401k does not build up that fast. We're like, yeah. we have to put our money where our mouth is and invest in the industry that we love. So we started buying again a few years ago. Yeah. So I think, you know, another thing that I I hear all the time and, you know, people think that they need to start when they're like 20. Right. And some people do start when they're 20. Um, I tried to start when I was 20, but I, it took, it took me six years to do my first deal. Um, and I, and I really didn't do well for the first few years, even after I did my first deal. Yeah. So, um, you can invest, you know, at any age, you can start at any time, you can get the benefits at any time. Um, and you know, the mistake part is absolutely true. Um, and, and again, this is, you know, there's always themes when we bring people on. And one of the themes is always like the person who's successful has failed a lot because they figured out what doesn't work. Right. And, you know, you mentioned like buying in an area that was maybe a little bit rougher. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that do that and do very well and are yeah. very happy in that market. Sure. And, I, and I think like the thing, you know, to understand is like a lot of this entrepreneurial thing is figuring out what works for you. Yes. And, and, and that's why it's hard. Like if you ask somebody else for advice, you should, especially somebody who's ahead of you, but if your personality is different from them, so you may, you, that may not be your niche. Right. Um, so a lot of times it takes that trial and error. So, so now you, um, you said you had a lot of success as an agent and you, you had a lot of success as an agent, you know, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, what did you do? Like, what, what was it? Cause we've got so many agents on here that, you know, are trying and, you know, maybe not having, you know, the most, as much success as they would want. What would you say just on the aging side that led to that success? You know, everybody's looking for that magic bullet, but honest to God, it was hard, hard work. Like, um, so I, my littles were basically a newborn and he was probably about three and a half at the time. Now they're all grown. And I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work for two hours before they woke up. And when my husband came home in the evenings, it's like, hey, hon, and then, you know, off to showings and appointments, et cetera, et cetera. So we really didn't see each other for the first few years until I was able to get more established. But it was a lot of hustle, grind and hard work. Like that probably sounds like a broken record, but it's legit. It, it does sound like a broken record. Unfortunately, though, like you mentioned, most people are like, yeah, but what was the secret? Yes. You know, and, 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 um, and, and that the hard work stacks up those five o'clock mornings, they stack up. Yeah. And then at some point, whether you're investing or just being an agent, things start to get easier. Yes. And and then you you have a choice. Do you still want to do the five o'clock in the morning and then continue to grow and explode? Or, you know, do you want to keep it at a level that you're happy with and maybe do a little bit less of that? Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
But yeah, and, the, the, the grind part's important. And the work I did, like I wasn't spending money. You can spend time or money. And at the time I had time to give, not money yeah. in the beginning. And so I would go to Target or the dollar store for my Popeyes and hand deliver them. Now I'm doing Amazon gifts for thank yous. You know, like yep. I mean, it does change, but um, I was, I would take my kids on walks and deliver flyers. I love it. I mean, really, my children were very involved in, um, I, they're very, very successful as a result. Um, they grew up listening to Darren Hardy and Brian Buffini in the car, every car ride, every morning to school, every pickup, every dentist appointment. Um, I was pretty obsessed, but I have no apologies for it because <laughs> yeah. it was contagious to my children. That's, that's a great story. Um, so, so you, you, you basically, you know, grinded it out, you know, you, you were a successful agent, you had some, some success early on flipping, yeah. then you, you bought a multifamily, it was the wrong investment vehicle for you. Yeah, for me. Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, you know, years went by and you said, I got to get back into this. So yes. this is three years ago at this point. Yeah. So what sparked you to say, like, we need to do this. And then what, what, what happened after that point? So I get a little scared of the economy sometimes. I mean, I think if you're not, you kind of blind right now, like, sure. you know, stocks can turn to zero in no time flat. Yep. Um, 401ks can go, you know, deflate real quick within a bad market, but yep. real estate almost always appreciates. It is yep. such a safe investment. It just makes me so excited. I can't believe I didn't recognize this early on. Your portfolio should be diverse. So yes, we do have a 401k, we have IRA, um, we have um, six months worth of savings because I'm kind of a Dave Ramsey fan, mm -hmm. um, all those things. So we want our money to be very purposeful and real estate definitely has to be a piece of that. Yeah. So we woke up and really put our money where our mouth was three years ago. And the first thing that we did is we bought in a house in an air, a, a townhome in an area that we really liked, that I loved, that I would live in myself if I needed to move into a townhome suddenly. Yeah. Um, just love, love, love the area. And we thought, well, with a townhome, you know, the exterior gets painted every five years. Somebody else is mowing the lawn. We don't have to worry about uh, somebody calling us because there's too many weeds. So it, that was just awesome. We spent 160 on it three years ago. Today, it's worth at least 225. So that was 65 in passive income. There has not been a month or practically even more than a couple of days where it hasn't been rented. Um, so we are not only paying down the house um, and gaining equity that way, we've gained the equity of appreciation and we're making some, not huge, but some passive income every month. It's such a win. Yeah. So what I found, you know, going back to your story from when you did the three family to that, um, just in general, like for passive income investments, I've had all different kinds um, and I've had some in some tough areas and I've had some in some nicer areas. You tend to get a little bit less return in the, the nicer areas, but yes. then you don't deal with the headaches. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to make a choice. I think like yes. what, what type of investor do you want to be? Do you want to you know, maybe barely cash flow in the beginning, um, but have an easier, you know, property to manage yeah. and maybe an asset that you said, like, if you're saying you would live in it, then that means that it's going to easily rent because yeah. a renter is going to be thrilled to live in it. 
Yes. Um, and then the opposite is also true. So there's there's definitely no right answer to that question, but it's right. more like, you know, how much hassle and headache are you willing to yes. put up with for a little bit better return? For sure, um, for sure. So you did that deal. And then where have you kind of gone from there with investing? Yeah. So then our next one, that just happened. So we've been also been working to pay down that property really fast, I should mention. Yeah. And so we're actually hoping to pay it off, you know, this year or next. And so what I want to say about that is, you know, now we're going to get 2000 a month in passive income. Yep. Every single month once that's paid off. And as agents, you fall into big money sometimes. And rather than take all of that and maybe put it all in your next vacation, put half of it towards your equity of your home. Yeah. So, um, the next thing that we decided to do was um, Airbnb in Florida. And that is such a winning fun story. Now we are lucky. We have relationships with agents from across the country. Um, it's been worth it for us to invest in seminars and things like that. And um, one of our favorite agents, um, Amy Calderon, she lives in uh, Destin, Florida. And she is a brilliant investor with tons of properties. Um, she is a rock star. If you're looking to invest in the Destin area, uh, she is definitely your woman. She owns a lot. And we went down there actually initially just to visit her. And then we're like, oh my God, we love this area. The beaches are pristine. The water's this gorgeous blue. And we literally... We put in a bid, we didn't win while we were there. And then we um, ended up buying a condo site unseen. We feel we got an incredible value. As a matter of fact, the, the sellers, this is an interesting aspect of the story. The sellers decided after they sold it to us that they didn't want to sell to us anymore. Mm. Uh, so we were getting on the plane, literally, we got a call from our agent said, they're asking you to back out. And we're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had um, used an agent that it was her very first transaction in her whole life. And she probably mispriced it a bit. Yeah. So um, we ended up closing on it, although it was a nail biter because we didn't, we weren't sure what kind of condition it was going to be in at the walkthrough. And um, turned out it was all right. And we have gained probably 140,000 in equity in one year's time. Let's take a quick break from the episode. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. So you're in a market, Omaha. I mean, slow and steady forever, yeah. yep. right? Yep. And um, Florida right now, I mean, it is just wild what's going on. And obviously the Airbnb has quite a bit to do with that because yep. you can you can rent those out all year round and people Correct. who doesn't want to go to Florida if you're in Omaha who yeah. in like, Omaha I'm in Boston who doesn't want to go to exactly. you know it, it, there in in February or whatever so um yeah I mean that's another you know untapped niche and so that has been you have enjoyed doing doing that Oh, we love it. We love it. So we've improved it a little bit. I mean, it shows really nice and um, it's fun because we we're using the property free essentially. So yes. now our vacations don't cost near what they used to just the cost of a round trip flight. And we're on the beach in five hours and somebody else is constantly paying for it. So um, we did put 30% down, which you're going to be required to with those Airbnbs, either 25 or 30% down. Yeah. 
and it cash flows. Now we had to make some property management adjustments to make sure that it was cash flowing, but, and that is key with an Airbnb is getting the right price property manager. Yeah. Um, and then have you done anything else besides those two? Yeah. So we just bought one in the fall and this one was a different kind of opportunity. So, you know, my small little portfolio has been a diverse array of experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one, we just bought a listing something that was on the market. You know, the yeah. second one, um, you know, we had that agent or our friend help us out. And then the third one, somebody in my office approached us and said, hey, I know you guys have really gotten on the investing bandwagon and I have people that are buying a new construction and they really don't want to clean up their house. I've been working with them for six months and they just don't want to go through the hassle of showing. Um, they really want a hassle-free experience. And I'm like, have you explained to them that they could earn a ton more money going on the market? He's like, I have talked to them several times and they're just like, they do not want to go through the pain of that experience. Yeah. And so once we were absolutely sure that, you know, experience was more important to them than money, then we moved forward and made them an offer that they accepted. Awesome. Yeah. So um, what would you say? Because obviously, like when I hear your story, I think like, you know, years and years of being a successful agent. Yeah. Um. What would you say to somebody who's in a similar position to you, who is a successful agent making good money, but hasn't really done what done what they think they maybe they should in investing? You need to envision your retirement. And we talk all the time about how real estate investing is some of the safest and most secure in the world. And it's time to put your money where your mouth is. I think as agents, especially successful ones, we can get so involved in the day-to-day -day and just day-to-day, -day, like, let's make this happen. Let's make this closing happen. Let's help this person. We need to help ourselves. And we need to put our money where our mouth is and, and make that investment, make sure we have a diverse portfolio. Of course, not all of my money is in real estate, you know, a, a healthy portion of it is now. Um, but I also, again, have the 401ks, the IRAs and the savings account. And, and you are going to feel your heart's going to feel a lot more at peace, really, when you have some of that security for your reti later retirement years. Yeah. And so, like, how do you, you know, get yourself out of that day to day. Like I, I have it myself, you know, going a million miles an hour. Yeah. Um, how, how, what, what did you do that basically said, okay, like I've got to take the step or I've got to block off this time or like, was it like a goal that you set or was it? Well, frankly, it was just a decision um, yeah. that happened pretty quick. And one of the things that I found, uh, Mel Robbins is a great teacher of this. It's like, it's the 10 second rule where if you don't act on something in 10 seconds, you're probably not going to do it. Like yep. you can talk yourself out of things real quick. Yeah. And so really, I, I wish there was a more romantic story, but it came down to an epiphany that I acted upon immediately. Yeah. Uh, you Sometimes you just got to roll the dice and, and make it happen. And um, pondering about it for years and years is just going to make you pay more and get a higher interest rate, especially now. Oh, yeah, I know. Crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think, you know, with with investment real estate, like you said, with time, time's on your favor. Time is in your favor, meaning that, you know, you know, no matter when you buy something 20 years later, it's going to look like a great deal. Yes. And, and we, yes. we know that that's pretty much, you know, a fact that that yeah. won't change. 
Um, so that's why, you know, if, if, if you are thinking about doing it, being younger, yeah, it's really like you, you can't lose. If you're, if you're buying an investment property and you're 25, 30 years old, as long as you hold it, you're going to win. Right. Um, so as long as it's cash flowing, even a little bit Agreed. right now, and I wouldn't even worry about the cash flow, you know, de- depending on your age, if you're, if you're super young, the cash flow doesn't matter. I mean, it's all the benefits yes. of like, getting the mortgage pay down, getting the depreciation. Absolutely. Getting a little bit of cash flow, but with with where inflation is and where it's probably going to go, like that's a driver that's in in your favor as well. What do you want to do moving forward on the investing side? Is there any concrete plan or are you taking things like as they come to you? Well, we are trying to set a goal for ourselves of buying something probably every other year. Yeah. Um you know, I don't think I'm going to necessarily do more than 10, especially, you know, at my age, like realistically life is at least halfway over. Um, don't think I want to live beyond a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, if we could pick up one every other year till we are at least at five or 10, then that's going to, pr- and, and then aggressively pay those off. Yeah. Um, then I can retire, you know, and still enjoy the lifestyle that I have today. And, and not have to worry about if the economy collapses. So I think the thing, like we we get a lot of people who come on this uh, show that are have huge investing goals. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that have already done huge investing things. But I, I think I, I like your story a lot because it's a very practical, like I'm using this investment to get to this place. Yeah. This is where I want to be. And I'm going to be good once I get here. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the part where like, you know, some people, if they listen to our show, you might hear people that are like, hey, you know, I want to get to a thousand rental units. I want to do this and that. And that can be, you know, intimidating. Yeah. Um, but your story is one that like truly any agent can do. Yes. Buy a property every other year. But let's just talk about like where that's going to get you, because I yeah. think like when I, when I hear you say, I want to buy a property every other year, like it doesn't inspire me to like run through a wall, but I, I want to talk about what that's going to get you. Because yeah. I think that's the part where for some people, like doing something that's very simple is going to achieve a big result. Yeah. So let's say that you get to those 10 properties yeah, and that takes you, you know, whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. 10 more years or 12 more years or even maybe 15 more years. Mm-hmm. What equity position do you think you'll have and what's the cash flow going to be? And uh, we're fine with rough numbers, but I just want to kind of do out some of this math if you haven't done it already for yourself, sure. just so we can show how simple this can be. So obviously the numbers are going to look different 10 years from now. So we're using today's. Yep. Um, so if we can do two, we're trying to buy nicer properties is frankly our goal and and keep them nice. We set aside a little bit of money for improvements. Um, so there's like a separate pot so that we can keep it and maintain it. Um, we will earn two to 3000 minimum probably on every property. So that looks like you know, if we, at the point we have 10, that's 20 to 30,000 um, a month. So that replaces my real estate income. Yep. So that we are able to have the choice of who we want to work with, when we want to work with them, and where we want to work with them at. 
Now, what do you think? This is 10 years from now or 15 years? 10, how, how to, 10 to 15, realistically. So let's even call it call it 15, right? Yeah. You know, you already said your age, but I'll let yep. those do totally. the math, right? 15 years from now, most agents who reach that age are still grinding. They're yes. still working very hard. Right. And they're still like, you know, they're kind of battling. And I see this a lot, like even in my own brokerage for people in their mid 60s, it's like yeah. they need to make good money. But yet at the same time, they know that they want to relax and they don't want to work as hard. Yes. So you're getting yourself into a position where at retirement age, forget about your 401k, you've got other assets, you've got your own house, you probably have some other things too. Yeah. But um, but you're getting yourself into a position where you're going to make two to $300,000 Right. a year indexed for inflation. So right. realistically, you you could get there and that number could be 400,000 right. because of the, the bumps in rents, right. right? And then you do the math on the equity. Like what's the average purchase price of these properties? Threes, fours? Um, so yeah, it's quite diverse right now. I have a 225, I have a 325 and I have a 550. Okay, so let's even call it 350. Yeah. You know, times 10, you've got three and a half million dollars of right. real estate. You you keep aging, right? Yep. That's gonna get to five million, six million. Yeah. And then at that point, so the other important part, of course, again, every every age bracket, you know, we want something different, right? Yeah. And me, me and my partner, we had this discussion the other day. I'm turning 40 this year, and we're like, wow, like we're moving into a different phase because yes. we already we already have the houses we want, the cars we want. We have all right. of the things that like, when you're 10 years old, what do you think you want in your life? Yeah. Now we're, we're going to another phase, but um, you know, once you're, you're in your mid sixties, now you're probably thinking about legacy, right? Yes. So what am I going to be able to leave behind to my, to my right. family? And you've got, again, a minimum of 10 properties right. um, worth, you know, five to 6 million bucks at least. Yeah. And obviously at that, at that point, you can with again index for inflation. So so that four hundred thousand might be four fifty, you know, at age seventy or five hundred at age whatever that is. Yeah. Which is another hugely important thing. Like my dad just started getting Social Security, and when he told me what he was going to get for Social Security yeah. ten years ago, I go, right. "Whoa, you're going to get twenty five hundred bucks a month. That's a lot of money." And now I'm looking at it like, "Wow, that's going to be a real little amount of money in like right. ten years." So. Your index for inflation, um, and then at that point, you know, again, fast forwarding your life to to, to 80, 85, whatever you know age you're going to be. Now you've got a choice. Hey, what do I want to do with these assets? Do I want to yes. leave them to my kids? Do I want to leave them to charity? Do I want to do something? And you've yeah. got that that opportunity. And you know, it really fits with my goal this year. Every year we do a vision board. Uh, my husband and I each have our own one. And fifty, I'll tell you, um, for me, it's been truly inspirational facing that because those big 10 decade mark ones just have a way of grabbing a hold of you and going, okay, what do you want? And on my vision board is build a business that's not just profitable, but generational. Yeah. And I mean, that excites me. And I do own the brokerage that I work for too. And you know, so when I look at that, I'm looking at it not only for my kids, that's not just generational, but the agents that work for me. I'm yeah. hoping that they pick up some of this stuff too, so that my work truly is generational and, and legacy and, and 
they're doing the right things, investing and taking care of themselves and others. Yeah, and, and that that's all built on, you know, those those 5 a.m. hours that you did when you yeah. started. But but the investing stuff, that's really just like a 10, 12, 15 year window. Yeah. Which is the crazy part. So yeah. so again, like for for anybody that's on here, like you don't you don't need to have started investing in real estate when you're 19 and it pays off when you're, you know, 60. Like you, you need a 10 or 15 year window. And um, one thing that a mentor of mine said to me, um, he's probably 25 years older than me. And he was one of the first people I met. He ran a networking uh, event at a hotel every month. And he said to me, he said, um, if you work for 10 years, like other people, you know, won't, you'll be able to live the rest of your life like other people can't. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think he made up that quote, but it was a quote he would talk about a lot. Yeah. And um, it's, it's just so true. And, and, yeah. you know, you, you look at, you know, the 10 year window for you of investing. And then again, what it's, what the payoff is going to be, it's just, you know, crazy. And again, your goals, like, do you have any doubt that you're going to buy a property every, every other year? No. Yeah. Like it, it's not something like, I don't, you know, sometimes again, people come on here and they, they want to get a thousand units and I'm like, Oh, right. I hope they do it, but I don't know right. if they'll do it. But, right. but I feel like with your plan, it's like, something would have to catastrophically happen right. for this to not be achieved. Right. But then the end result is such a powerful result. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so obviously you, you shared a lot. Um, you've got a very inspiring story. Um, if our listeners, you know, want to reach out to you, learn more mm -hmm. about you or connect with you in any way, what's the best way? I would say email Lisa at omahare.com. Uh, or you can call or text, but e email is my preference. Uh, my phone number is 402-612-2413. Cool. Guys, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Agent Investor Podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor, and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincamerancoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.